Come Holy Spirit, heavenly dove, open our ears to the truth of your word so that the testimony of Christ may be strengthened among us and the glad news of deliverance revealed. Amen. Today we will read the 40th Psalm. Now fans of the singer Bono and his rock band, you too, you may already know this song from their song 40. Well, especially the third verse, which says that the Lord put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Now, the, the first 11 verses of this song are a song of thanksgiving for God's help in the past. And then the last six verses are a prayer for help, preferably in the very near future. Listen now for... God's word for us in Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined his ear to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after false gods. You have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts toward us. None can compare with you. Were I to proclaim and tell of them, they would be more than can be counted. Sacrifice an offering you do not desire, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, here I am. In the scroll of the book it is written of me, I delight to do your will, O God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the glad news of deliverance to, in the great congregation. Say, I have not restrained my lips. As you know, O Lord, I have not hidden your saving help within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. Do not, O Lord, withhold your mercy from me. Let your steadfast love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. For evils have encompassed me without number. My iniquities have overtaken me until I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let all those be put to shame and confusion who sneak to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who desire my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha! Aha! But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O Lord, may my words be acceptable and our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, as a psychologist for our state's services for the blind, I got to meet a lot of people who had, well, had ways of speaking and ways of seeing things that I had never encountered before. And it was not just because most of them were from North Carolina and I'd been raised in Georgia. One part of my job was to refer people for evaluation by our psychiatric consultant. And for a long time, we had a psychiatrist who came to our office once a week. But when he retired, we couldn't find such convenient service. So we had to load up the van and take folks over to the doctor's office, or more accurately, to the doctor's waiting room. <laughs> now one day, the pace seemed especially slow, and the patients were kind of getting restless, and there was one energetic who paused, this fellow pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth, and he finally paused and pushed me to come over here. Quietly, but quite firmly, he said, Dr. Paul, I don't mean no dis disrespect or nothing, but tell Dr. Smith, I don't mean to rush him, but hurry up every chance you get. <laughs> that's basically, that's essentially what the psalmist is saying to God in the 40th Psalm. Lord, I don't mean to rush you or nothing, but hurry up every chance you get. Now, our translation in our SV of Psalm 40 starts with a claim, I waited patiently for the Lord. But I have read that the original Hebrew read more the way that most of us view waiting. That is, I waited and waited. <laughs> most of us aren't at all patient with waiting. I've told you before, I think that not long after Hurricane Fran wreaked havoc on North Carolina and other places, I tried to move a huge limb to the street where the state and the city were picking up debris from the storm, not knowing that that limb was firmly planted in that clay we call a yard. <laughs> I thought my job was a simple dragon task. So I gave a mighty mm, tug. Well, the problem was I moved and the earth did not move. <laughs> so for the next three months or so, I suffered. Somebody asked, at work asked me, how would you describe this pain? And I said, well, you know how when you want a leg off a chicken or the drumstick off the turkey and you give it a little rip and a twist, I know how the chicken felt. <laughs> Sarah was a baby. I couldn't hold her. It was too painful to hold her in either arm because all your muscles are connected. You do something on one side, it affects the other side, and it was just painful. Well... I had pain pills, but I didn't, I really didn't think they were doing much good until they started to wear off. Oh, and I found out how much good, they'd been helping me a lot more than I thought. Oh, one day, like the psalmist, waiting and waiting, I stood in a long line at the drugstore with pulsing pain that grew worse by the moment. 
In vain, I pled for haste. Through gritted teeth, I told the clerk, there is waiting and there is waiting in vain. <laughs> Didn't help me at all. <laughs> well, most of us don't wait patiently, especially when we're in distress. While waiting, the writer of Psalm 40 begins with thanks for God for hearing his cry, drawing him up from a desolate pit out of the miry bog. Have you ever been in some desperate situation, some pit, some miry bog of your own, when God pulled you out and set your feet on a rock and made your steps secure? If you've ever been rescued from such bad circumstances, maybe for you also, God put a new song, if not in your mouth, at least in your heart, a new song of praise to God. Well, then in the fourth verse, the psalmist declares a, it's a beatitude, you know, happy are they. Happy are those who make the Lord their trust, who do not turn to the proud, to those who go astray and to false gods. And there's a little aside, starting at the sixth verse, saying, well, it's not sacrifice and offer. Those are not the big things, the necessary things to praise God. It says God has given the psalmist an open ear to hear and respond to God. Or as the prophet Isaiah put it, morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen to those, listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear. Now, I've sometimes mentioned old Walter Brueggemann, the Psalms scholar, an Old Testament scholar. He writes, our ears are made ready and able to hear when addressed by God, but mostly our ears are closed to God. We don't really want to hear anything that rocks the boat. We do not want to hear from those who disagree with us. We do not want to be addressed or summoned or reminded. Well, just look at the people that block you on Facebook if you say something even a little political, right? Or we're so tired of the den of ideology and propaganda and silly lies we tune it all out. We, we get able to tune out everything except our own voice, our own conviction, our own vested interest, and our own fears, our own hurts. Or as a lady in Brueggemann's home church said, I have made up my mind about everything. <laughs> <laughs> so how has God opened your ears? How has God gotten your attention or have you already made up your mind about everything <laughs> well the writer of Psalm 40 did not just say a little private thank you Lord prayer verse 9 says that he's told the glad news of deliverance to the great congregation the large congregation he didn't hold back he didn't restrain his lips he says I have not hidden your saving help in my heart I've spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I've not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Part of our job as Christians, as followers of Christ, is to tell others with our words, with our attitudes, with our actions, how good God has been to us. In the 12th verse, the psalmist declares that evils have encompassed me without number. 
But he doesn't blame all his troubles on others or on his situation. He confesses, my iniquities have overtaken me till I can't see more than the hairs of my head and my heart fails me. Part of being open to God's help, God's guidance for getting out of the miry bog, the mess we've gotten ourselves in, just may include our taking ownership of our bad decisions, our bad habits, our own foolishness that led us there in the first place. You know, you've seen it like I have on TV when somebody apologizes, especially if they've done some horrible crime, they get up and say, I'm sorry for what happened. Not I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for what happened. Taking ownership for our mistakes is a hard thing, but an important step along the way. Well, my friend Brueggemann writes that in Psalm 40, the psalmist begins in treasured memory and ends in vibrant hope. The hope for now matches the memory from time has passed. In the last five verses of Psalm 40, that hope shows up in a prayer. The psalmist has enemies, opponents, haters, if you will, who stand around and point at the suffering petitioner and make those gloating sounds of mockery, which I said, aha, aha. Then the psalmist closes Psalm 40 with one more plea for help, fast help, saying to God, you are my help and deliver. Do not delay, oh my God. Or as my impatient client might say, Lord, I don't mean to rush you, but hurry up every chance you get. Thanks be to God. Go forth in peace, for God in Christ has enriched you with speech and knowledge and every spiritual gift, so that God's salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Now may God's steadfast love and mercy lead you and make your steps secure keeping you forever safe on paths of righteousness and peace.